0: Welcome to the Living Clean podcast. I'm your co host, Mason S. With me, as always, is Travis K. This podcast is not meant to replace meeting, sponsorship, step worker service. This is meant to be just another tool in your recovery toolbox. Our guests are here to share their experience, strength, and hope with recovery through Narcotics Anonymous. Thank you for joining us. All right, welcome back to the Living Clean Podcast. I'm your host, Mason S. With me as always is TK. Yeah, yeah. We're back for another episode, talking about Tradition 9. We got a very special guest with us today, Mr. Chad C. Chad, how you doing,
1: brother? Hey, what's up, guys? Y'all doing okay?
0: Doing good. Thank you so much for coming on here and doing this, brother. We appreciate it. So, let's start with your uh, clean date and give your home group a shout-out.
1: Yeah, man. Clean date's May 16th, 2004. And my home group, the Tupelo Mississippi group at Arcotics Anonymous. I think we claim to be the oldest group in the state of Mississippi. Um, we're probably not, but, you know, in NA, we're, we're poor historians. So.
0: Oh, Yeah. Uh, what what was the recent celebration? Was it was over forty, wasn't it? Forty plus.
1: Yeah, it's bad. Mason, I don't remember forty something. 40 I'm forty two. I'm, I'm forty two, and I remember it was. It was longer than I've been alive. So, okay, so
0: it's forty two plus somewhere in there, not quite fifty. Forty two plus. Yeah.
1: Started with a four. Started with a four
0: i got you well before we dive into the topic today man let's let the listeners get to know you a little bit um let's kind of talk about how you uh found narcotics anonymous and uh we'll, we'll go from there
1: i, I got clean young I, I used to want to have these really cool stories too I don't, I don't i don't have them I, i'm i'm uh uh my entire recovery career if you will i have fault sitting in meetings um uh, with the similarities and differences deal uh, to be quite honest with you I am um, um, I have one white key tag just for today um, I did a whole lot of stuff leading up to that uh, didn't know you guys existed when I found you guys it was a relief and I kind of just you know really didn't have to be hit with a stick too many times to know it hurt um, I, I get some people do um, but that is not Part of my story. And needless to say, you guys have been around long enough to know that, um, you know, uh, that is not a lot of people's story. So, um, you know, uh, in and throughout my recovery, uh, honestly, I've, I've, uh, I have to fight on a regular basis the similarities and differences thing. Um, You know, meetings about relapse and recovery, I keep my mouth shut, I don't understand it. Uh, on that level, thank God, uh, could tomorrow, you guys might put me in treatment tomorrow, I don't know, but um, just for today, it's not something I, uh, you know, I, I think my story, really, Mason, Travis, is, uh, uh, our stories are for anyone, I really love connecting with younger people that that think that life is kind of over, I, I'm going in here with, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of old folks drinking coffee. <laughs> but w- when I got clean, we were still smoking in meetings and I thought a criteria was was a was a Harley and a bunch of tattoos. I was a fraternity boy, you know, like I was I, man, I'll just tell you, I, I didn't fit in except, except I did fit in. And I got clean May sixteenth, two thousand four, May seventeenth, two thousand four. I was in a treatment center. They drug me in an h meeting, and they gave me a garbage can. They didn't have the fancy dope they have today to give you in detox. And we were uh, – I was getting at it, and they set me in the corner, and a Narcotics Anonymous meeting came in, H&I meeting came in, and there were 14 people, and it was a very eclectic bunch of people. And there were a couple of gay guys in there. Um, there were a couple of older white dudes. There were a couple of black dudes. But the one that stood out was a a black lady, African-American lady, um, lesbian. Um, And she was originally from the Bronx. And here she was in Mississippi. And we were uh, doing, uh, she came in and uh, she began to share. And I began to cry. And she shared some more. And I cried some more. And uh, I was like, uh, this is amazing. I'm connected with this woman in a way that, that I probably shouldn't. Uh, And then paranoia kicks in of like, yeah, did she somehow read my file? Do they let them, do they actually work here? What, what, what's the deal? And I ran up to them afterwards. I said, I don't know where you are, but I really need to find you guys when I leave. And can you, can you help me with that? And they did. And they sent me in the right direction. And uh, part of my story is um, if you do H and I don't get it wrong uh, you better get it right. Uh, if you don't know how to do it, don't do it. Um, if you don't know our message, don't go. If you do go, don't talk. If you uh, because Because had they came in and shared any other message outside of you can stop using, lose the desire to use, and find a new way to live, I would not have asked them where they were. If they had come in with a lot of confusion and introducing themselves in different ways, no offense to that. I've changed views on that over the years and I could always share that with you guys if you'd like, but, um, um, but it was exactly what I needed at exactly the right time. And, um, and I thank God for it. Um, And, you know, Mason got clean and now I'm getting older and have, my half my beard, beard's gray and I look back and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I was a newcomer. Again. <laughs> I wish I was young again <laughs> is what it really is. But you know um, you know, the beautiful part about recovery man is whenever people cross that threshold from enthusiasm to willingness. Right. Yes. You know, the reason so many of us don't stay here is because we get here and we get in full of enthusiasm and we get full of this, this, we just, we want to save the world. We want to do all this stuff. We want to do podcasts. We want to do this. Let's make a movie. Let's write a book. Let's do all these things. By the way, y'all's podcast is wonderful. That's I just said that because we're on a podcast, <laughs> and I know you guys. But we want to do all this stuff, right? And there's this great enthusiasm that goes with it. But at some point, we have to cross the line from enthusiasm into willingness. You know, enthusiasm, guys. You know, I play golf. Mason, you play golf. If you call me in the morning, say, Chad, I got a golf tournament. Let's go play golf, right? I say, yeah, man, let's do it. Let's go. I'm, I will be enthusiastic about meeting you at the golf course. Yes. But you two are also like family to me. And if y'all call me tomorrow and say, Chad, I got until the end of the day to get out of my house. And I know you have a truck and trailer where you come help me move. I'm not going to be enthusiastic, but I will be willing. <laughs> you know, in my in in recovery, my experience has been that that's kind of the mesh point, right? If I could use a football term for, for our football fans out there, that's, the breaking point, let's say that's the point of, yeah. of return or no return is, and I thank God that I, I made it through that initial enthusiasm and eased over into willingness just for today. Hope that made sense, but I think yeah. it's an important thing to point out. You know, when someone's telling their story, because you know, I was sitting in a meeting two nights ago uh, with a guy that, on a regular basis, comes in year or two enthusiasm and it never, never converts to willingness. So, um, that doesn't have a damn thing to do about the night tradition or anything. Um, but, um, that's kind of my story and kind of where I'm at today. So,
0: yeah, some things I want to ask you is because like yourself, uh, we got something in common is well, and I'm sure Travis does too, but no, I don't know. We, we, what i was getting at is we both only have got one white key tag and um i know because we were sharing some things a couple of weeks ago me and you chad about um about your past and the stuff that you came through but and i know my past and and when i hear the story sometimes i cringe to think that that used to be me but i'll be lying if i said i didn't struggle sometimes with the disease will kind of creep in and, and try to tell me that I'm different and that, you know, maybe I'm really not an addict. And, you know, even though if I really take a deep dive into, you know, even my current behavior, the the obsession and compulsion is obvious, you know. But I've, I've struggled with that from time to time. Do you feel like you have?
1: Oh, God, yeah, Mason. And, and, and it probably won't stop, and I hope it doesn't stop. That means that you've got that same key tag and you're con- – you're continuing on your journey. Um, yeah, you know, and, and, and you get clean and then, and, and, and you get successful in areas and money property and prestige come into play for all of us, right? We don't hold the monopoly on that. And, and, you know, we gain a little weight and, and then, and then she twinkles her eyes and, and clicks her heels and gives you the wink and the nod and the, oh, starts yeah. looking across and the, the coloration comes back. And then, you know, and then you see somebody leave and come back in and, and they, um, and, and they don't man. Yes. Yes. All the time. I do that all the time. But in, th- this is what I've discovered though. W- what I've discovered over time is that I'll go back to what I just said, you know, um, my willingness trumping my enthusiasm usually leads to very, very good results as it pertains to that. Yeah. Because, those are the times where I really need to go to meetings. You know, people who don't go to meetings don't see what happens to people that don't go to meetings, right? And into that, yeah. and and I've been caught in those traps too. Of oh, well, I can do this, or I can go over here and do that, and you know, uh, but you know, th- th- there's a huge part of this deal, the selfless part of it, where you know I have to. When I got here, guys, I saw people with a lot of clean time. I really looked up to. Yeah. They did the stuff you and I were just talking about, Mason. Yeah, right. And you know, you know that they start saying things like, "Well, I'm not getting what I need. <laughs> I am not getting what I need." Right? Well, to quote our brother and our good friend, JW. Well, what are you bringing? What are you giving? Right. There comes a certain point where it's not about me, that I need to go for you. Right. And I need to be there for the newcomer because there's a lot of people. And, and, you know, it breaks my heart. Y- you guys, there's a lot of people that I would have loved for you guys to me that had something to give you. But because they weren't getting what they needed. Right. Me, me, me. I, 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 which I get into it all the time you'll probably never meet them and probably never get what God intended for you to get from them. So I don't know, maybe that was a little high horsey there, but, (laughs) um, you know, I think, I just think it's, it's important. And, And Mason, you, you, you guys, you folks are the, are the, the, the best people I know, you know, it gets to a point of assimilation where, people become family and you kind of, you're kind of screwed, man. I mean, who, who am I going to use? with? I got clean at 23. I'm 42. Like who am I going to use with? I, am pretty sure I could figure out where to go, but I mean, I don't know. I'm going to text one of you guys. Hey, can you, you know, hook me up with your old dope dealer? Yeah. Uh, you know, it just, it gets to a point to where you kind of trick yourself into And if you, listen, there, I've been clean 19 years, half of that time I've practiced the program of recovery. Right. You guys have coded me the rest of the way. Some days I work the program. Most of the time, the program now works me. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question or not.
2: Well, I just got to clear some clear there for you Heisman Trophy winners out there. You know, that's just got one key tag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on, uh, TK. You know, uh, I heard about Narcotics Anonymous. Um, went to a couple treatment centers, you know, and, uh, they give me a book that I had no desire to read. You know, I was like, at that point, she's like, well, I don't really have a problem. I was like, the only problem is you all, you know, at that point, um, fast forward, I don't know how many years that was like an '05, five. And of course I got clean in 17, 17 and being drugged 18. by the hair of the head, you know, to a few meetings, You know, and not hearing nothing they're saying, you're high through the whole thing. Um, And the opportunity hadn't presented itself. And Chad, I know this is something that I've stole from you that I've heard you say before, when preparedness meets opportunity. Well, the preparedness had finally met the opportunity when I got that basic text back in my hand and had a chance to read the words that was written in that book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that listen, that's that's exactly right, Travis. I mean, um, you know, there there's some days, God, I hope this comes across right. Um, there's some days I envy the chronic relapser. Because here's okay. the truth. I know that they actually have something that I like. Yeah. And I, I don't know how to quantify that for you or even qualify it for you. I don't know what it is. And somebody listening to this will be screaming at their phone or something, yelling what it is. But there are honestly some days where I envy that person that that got to truly taste that feeling of um, incredible desperation. You know, my, my, my story is just different. I, I used to I used to say it wasn't, but it wasn't accurate. My story is just different. I was facing a lot of time in prison. I was afraid to go to prison. I didn't want to go to prison. So the only place I could go hang out where they would let me go hang out and not put me in prison was with you guys. I did not want to be there. I had no intention of staying there. And that did not just last a month. And then I worked the steps and God rained down upon my head. It lasted for years, guys. It lasted for years. That lasted, God, almost until I was 30 years old where I would sit around on a regular basis and think, man, do I really belong here, you know? And so, listen, Travis, that is just part of my story. But I see Mason shaking his head. I mean, I think he agrees that there there is a level of desperation um, that, that we won't know, that I, in some ways, envy, um, you know, and uh, I really look up to all you guys who had to go through that so
0: you know i really when i when i think about that i think like you hear these um these people who are like extraordinary speakers right and their stories are just so incredible like i'm never going to be the main speaker at a world convention just because my story like like you were talking about my story i don't i don't have a lot of that stuff i came in i didn't want to go to jail so i don't have a long prison sentence to talk about um when i got here shortly after that i started listening you know and then my my story's not like i came in 12 different times and went to a bunch of you know because i didn't go to treatment either i never i never been to treatment and um i just find that people that have have these they're like oh my god all the stuff that you went through for this to finally click you know it's a shot of hope um, well, that, you
2: kind of got dope fiend into the first
1: meeting, actually. Well, I did you get know, dope fiend. We kind of drug you
2: in there by the <laughs> hair. Of your
1: but, but Mason, that's the, our story is for somebody. Right. No it's doubt. One or two one offs that are like, do I really need to be here? Am I really supposed to be here? Right. And, and listen, uh, Mason, I was much sicker than you. I've known you your entire recovery. You've got more recovery and, and, your little pinky than i had in my whole body at that time w- with your clean time and, and and the first time i ever told a story i had 11 months clean hadn't worked any steps had a sponsor by name only and i stood up and spoke for an hour and a half and i don't know whose story i told but i swear to god it wasn't mine <laughs> i had i had listened to some speaker tape and a guy was like yeah he saved his sister out of a burning house and i told that story like it was mine i don't even have a sister <laughs> I promise that's as true as truth can be. Anybody who knows me is going, yeah, that happened.
0: Oh, and, man. and
1: and this big and this this tall dude been around a while Stanley actor, he comes up to me, he say, says, you know, you know, you know, uh 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 I, I don't think any of that stuff was true. And I'm like, no, no, you know, it but I realized through the process of working some steps and just getting okay with me, and more importantly, y- you guys being okay with me. Um, that I could just tell my story, cause, cause it was it's for someone, you know.
0: No doubt, no doubt. It it always takes me back to the symbol in the beginning of the basic text. You know, we taught that circle represents that universal program that's, you know, big enough for all forms and all um are all well I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it it it's big enough for all of us recovering addicts.
1: Yeah, you know, I think the basic text tells us that re- relapse is not a requirement, Absolutely. you know, and I, you know, I think, but it also says it can be the jolting experience. So,
0: no doubt. You know. So let's um, uh, let's talk about you a little bit more. You, um, you said for the first eight to ten years that you didn't, that you know, you kind of just wrote on, you know, for lack of a better term, wrote on some of the people's coattails and things, but. What happened that made you really want to start to work the program and um, start applying some of this stuff in your life?
1: Well, I still ride some coattails. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, call me tomorrow, and uh, and I might be riding your coattail, you know. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Mason, I um, – again, in the beginning, I didn't – feel like there was much of an option um but uh, i I grew up in the deep south like a lot of us in a fairly let's call it a hyper-religious um environment and you know around our home uh, my dad's home we we had this it, it was a funny whatever uh but it was kind of those things where you say you're joking, but you mean what you say. It was be discreet about your indiscretions. Yes. It was show up Sunday morning, wear the clothes your mom laid out for you. Don't reek of alcohol if you don't care. And let's act as if, right? And um, I knew from an early age though, like most of us seems a lot of us discount this stuff because we're some smart creatures, I could argue, as as sick as we are, in most of our family systems, we are the smartest truth tellers in that system, right? I agree with that. Family systems have a hard time dealing with it, and and, and mine did when I would say, "Yeah, th- this doesn't sound right to me." I, I I saw the preacher with the deacon's wife. But then I heard what he said, I don't understand. Can you help me understand? And everybody's like, we don't talk about that. I'm like, yeah, but no, I I know. But this is what I heard, but this is what I saw. Can you help me understand? And, you know, there was never any kind of your butt and your mouth lining up. Well, when it looked good to people, there, there was that, right? It's act right, right? act right. It wasn't, there wasn't a big theme of live right. Uh, guys, it, it was, a act right in this situation. And then we'll get to the next si- si- situation and we'll act right there. When I got clean, when I saw the steps on the wall, the first thing that I recognized was in, is actually step seven where it mentioned, him with a capital H right and um I remember thinking to myself I've seen that before and there's only one other book I know that mentions him with a capital H and those steps are talking about stuff like addiction and it's talking about stuff like admitting things and changing behavior and defects and shortcomings and then spiritual experience or spiritual awakening. And I remember thinking, okay, that I can do. And I remember hearing all you guys talk about, you know, it's about what you do. It's not about what you say. It's not necessarily about you. All the cliches, you know, live your way into better thinking Show up, suit up, sometimes shut up. A lot of shut up for me in the beginning. And um, um, so, Mason, to answer your question, I don't think there was any kind of – uh. I don't think there was any kind of – there was this moment where I decided to blank. Right. I mean happened. that. Because I've been just as sick in the past two weeks at certain moments – as I was with a month clean. Right. And, you know, I think sometimes I don't want to throw everybody in the same category, but I know I can get real judgy on myself about that. And, Oh, I should be checking certain boxes because I have X amount of clean time because I've done this in my life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, recovery is just a continuum for me. Yeah. Right. You, You know, I, I, Uh, I'm going a long way in a weird way of answering a question, but Mason, my, my mentality on that stuff has changed over time. You know, there's a dude in my home group with two years clean. I almost asked him to sponsor me not long ago. That's a true story. Yeah. Do, do I value clean time? Yeah, of course I do. I mean, you know, look, what's the, what's the, if you don't value clean time, go get you some and come back and holler at me. Right. (laughs) Like you'll value it. I promise. But you know, um, that's number one that's a prerequisite. But then there's a whole lot of other stuff after that that yeah. I expect from the people around me. So to, so I, so the answer to answer your question, I don't know when that moment was. What I do know is that um, before I got clean, I lived in a place, in, in a house in, in an environment in a community where there were certain events that were supposed to change everything. And the beautiful part about Narcotics Anonymous and getting in recovery is that event is every day. Yeah. In in, in, in 30 minutes, we could get off here. That could change. That could be that event that changes that moment in the rest of my day. You know, I used to hear Linda G say this all the time, and, and I know people, you know, I, because I used to think, yeah, okay, she's just trying to like clean time. But she used to say, you know, when I had a day, I wanted 30 days. When I had 30, I wanted 60. Then I got to a year, I wanted five. I got five, I wanted 10. When I wanted to, got to 10, I wanted 15. Now, God, I just want a good day. No doubt. I can totally relate with that. I don't, I, I stay away from, hey, there was these big aha moments in my life. Because what it does is it kills, it kills the blessing of experiencing the next one. Right. Right. Because I start ranking them. Well, I had this month and all this. You know, I mean, I was dipped and dunked and saved multiple times. I would go to my truck and shoot dope immediately after. It, it was not a good life for me to live going from event to event, these big, these, you know, uh, type things. So I'm just so grateful for Narcotics Anonymous and, and the ability it gives me to stay in the moment, keep my head where my feet are. You know, to use, a, to, to use a, a football analogy from old, you know, Mr. Tennessee football there, Mason, you know, don't look at the scoreboard, right? Just focus on the next thing, the next thing in front of me. Don't worry about anything else because the next big event's coming, good yeah. or bad.
0: Yeah, and I, I was actually thinking about a football analogy too when you were saying all that. Um, I remember – our head coach used to say all the time, you know, just try to get a little bit better every day. You know, don't That's look it. at the big picture, just focus on that. And I think what happens is throughout time we get a little bit better. I call it the, the, the puppy syndrome, the little puppy syndrome is where like your friend gets a little puppy and then you don't see him for six months and you come back and you go, man, that dog done got big. That's a grown That's dog. Right. That's but right." To him, it it wasn't as drastic of a change because he was around him every day, and I think we start to see ourselves every day, so we can't really see it in ourselves until we look back and we say, you know what? Because um, what does it say that at recovery, the basic text says recovery is an active change in our attitudes and behaviors. If I look back in my past, say, well, I've been here almost six years. If I look six years ago, I can see an active change in my attitudes and my behaviors, you know? So, um, the, it it may not be the burning bush, um, events that were taken that, that took place, but throughout that time, just getting a little bit better every day, I can look back and see a huge change in my attitudes and my behaviors.
1: And I think it's also about, um, our perception. Yeah. The way we view things, what are we looking for? Right. For a disease that breeds in negativity. Right. Are those the things we're looking for? Let me tell you a quick funny story. Lena and I, when we got um, got together, we moved in, you know, a newcomer's dream. Right. (laughs) Hey, I've got coffee. You got a U-Haul? Yep. All right. We'll find jobs. Let's go. And so we jumped right in there. Right. And, and, And we're living in a little place. And right next door was this little lady who still hung her wash out to dry. Every day, she hung her wash out to dry. I get up in the morning, I pour coffee, and I would make a comment, a snide comment about how dirty her laundry looked. Every day. Lena would not say much. And I'm like, I really wish, we need to get over there and show her how to wash these clothes, because she's washing them, she's hanging them up, and they're filthy. Just a quick glance, you know? About two weeks of that, I get up one morning, and I look, and... The damn clothes are glistening, or so it seemed, right? And I said, oh, wow, she finally learned how to wash her clothes. I guess somebody showed her how to wash them. And Lena said, well, no, actually, I got up and washed our windows this morning. And, you know, for me, that is what recovery is. You know, I had nothing to do with the way the woman was washing the clothes, it had everything to do with the way I was looking at them in my windows, right? Gary G. used to say, call it the little red wagon. Y'all remember the little, those little red radio flyer wagons? He'd say, you know, your little wagon's wobbling, the paint's coming off, your wheels are about to fall off, and you're worried about mine, you know? <laughs> and so I just think it's, you know, what am I looking for? I, f- I usually find what I'm looking for, right? I just need to clean my windows. She she didn't learn need to learn how to wash.
0: You know, the world that I got, that I used in is the same world that I'm clean in, but it it feels and looks like a totally different place, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah this um, is a little shout out to Jim, old pickle Jim, you know? Yeah. Uh, the whole story that he tells us about those cucumbers and those pickles. Yeah. You know, uh, we can't ever be cucumber again yeah Yeah, once a
0: cucumber becomes a pickle it'll never be a cucumber again
2: that's right (laughs) hey Chad,
0: one more thing before we dive into the tradition i want to ask you about because you know we've heard the story many times from the other side and uh we've had you know we've had the other person involved on the podcast and we all know him well but you know jw tells a story about you and his relationship And, um, I'm just wondering, like, I, I I know the story and what happened, but I'm just wondering, like, what, how has his change, um, kind of changed your perspective and, and, you know, kind of believing in people, uh, and, and how people can change even after long periods of time clean.
1: Yeah. You, you guys have probably been blessed enough just like I have to witness those people that, um, you're just not sure you could ever get there where they're at. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I, I've had those in my life. My grandfather was one. Uh, JW is one. Um, th- there, There's some other ones. Uh, there's some other ones. Um. Uh, I, I saw a man. Uh, I, I saw a man that was clean for years make the decision to be in recovery after over a decade or almost a decade in the program. And in many ways I can kind of relate with that. Yeah. He, he, he tells that story a lot of which I don't really remember except for forgiving him. Yeah. And that's all I really, really remember. And and but I I will say this, and and I know this isn't necessarily what you asked me, Mason, but these are just things coming to me. A week prior to that, I had a old timer, an old AA, an old timer. Hopefully y'all won't kick me off the podcast. (laughs) Oh, it's (laughs) oh AA cat. Oh, you know, 45, 50-year AA claim to know Bill Wilson at some point. Who knows if he did or not, but um, (laughs) he said he did, and I believe you. Uh, I was talking to him about forgiveness and resentment, and I had this long list, and I said, I've got these situations, and I don't know how to forgive. And he said, well, that's easy. Just do it. You don't have an option. You have to do it if you want to stay clean. Right. And uh, I, I didn't really understand that at first when he said it, but it was so simple and to the point that the more I thought about it, the the more that kind of made sense to me that that forgiveness It's a decision. (laughs) You know, I used to write all the time about and try to find these little nuances and read books and bookmark stuff, like a professor's, you know, just books tossed about all this stuff. When it finally hit me, it is quite simple. God, allow me to forgive that person the way you've forgiven me. Yes. And then make a decision to do it. And then do it yeah. and uh, I can tell you that I witnessed him change on a cellular level. there's going to be some people listen to this roll their eyes at that, and I don't care because I witnessed it I watched it i watched I watched almost a physical change from that event to that forgiveness to who he is today
0: yeah
1: um. And he tells it used to embarrass me, but then I realized that it's not my it's it's his thing, you know. So he 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 does he does do me a favor and not mention my name anymore because it's yeah. it's like you know you get all the bros like way to save JW's life, right? <laughs> well, and
0: that's uh, and that's funny you say that because that's the very next thing I was fixing to say is like you know that changed probably don't happen without you forgiving him you know and that that's the power of forgiveness you know and i and i don't say that like you said to to kind of toot your own horn but i say it because the people out there listen i know there's somebody listening that's holding on to resentment that's that's really um you know really letting somebody else or someplace or something really uh eat their lunch on a daily basis and that power of forgiveness won't only help you. It may be the turning point in whatever uh, or whoever is is eating your lunch on a daily basis. You, you, know.
1: you know what's amazing too, Mason? And, and we don't really – I'm about to say a dirty word in Narcotics oh, yeah. Anonymous. I'm going to say the C word. What we don't mention enough that, that we have a cure for the disease on a daily basis. And and the cure is clearly stated that I should get out of myself and do something for someone else. Oh yeah. It's it's literally the cure to disease thinking. Yeah. And I can't tell how many meetings I've sat around in and pontificated in my head or heard others pontificate for 45 minutes to an hour about me, 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 I, I, I. Only to come to the realization that holy cow. I can fix this by getting out of myself and helping someone. Stand on the phone with a newcomer. Stand on the phone with a sponsee. Going and doing that step work when honestly I just don't want to. I want to watch the game, right? I want to do what I want to do, right? But, but we have we have a we have a fix for the for our issue for the problem, and that's to get out of ourselves and do for others. Well.
2: One thing, Chad, that I remember, and this, I guess this is the first time that we ever heard JW speak. And uh, you actually introduced him at the convention that year. Uh, and something that he said, and uh, that really I thought about for a long time, and not to put words in your mouth, but uh, seems like it was that next morning. He said, I'm asking you to forgive me. In your words was I don't know why you're asking me to forgive you when you treat everybody else like that anyway, you know.
1: Well, it it, it wasn't the next morning; uh, it was a a week or two later um, when he kind of did the whole public apology thing, and all, all I was thinking was, you know, I, I see, <laughs> I just I see this happen with everyone. Uh, I'm not sure why I'm special. And I think I probably took it a step further and said, you know, that's great and good, but what I think I actually said was, what about everybody else? Yeah. And I think he still to this day talks about how that kind of moment was, you know, he realized that he couldn't be that person anymore. Uh, Yeah,
0: that's exactly what he shares about the amends process. He's told me that one-on-one before, you know. He's like, an amends is not I'm sorry, it's I'm not that person anymore. I don't do it again. Yeah, and he. Always- well, it was
1: a beautiful. It was a beautiful moment, man. It, it yeah. really, really was. Because guess what I got to do? I got to exercise a lot of demons because I grew up around men that behaved that way. Right. It was very shame based. Yeah. It was very, you know, you, you better, you better step carefully uh, in those situations, and you better be sharp. Uh, if you're not, you're in trouble. You know. And I know today that, you know, I've went from fear of that type of man to a mix of apathy and sympathy right. for that type of man. Yeah. Um, I've, I've also become strong enough to stay away from, from that, right. you know, um, and eliminate that from my life um, and be around more people like you guys. And J.W.,
2: yeah. Well, you know, that was the, the really cool part was like, we didn't know y'all then no, at yeah. all. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you introduced him, you know, it was like, these, these guys are boys, you know what I'm saying? And, and for him to get up there and to show the emotion, he said, cause I've not always been good to that man, you know? And that, that was like, you know, kind of opening that, uh, that we have to learn to, have forgive to forgive each other when we make mistakes.
1: Yeah. Well, we, we he, he and I have a, a long, beautiful history together at this point. And, um, it's crossed a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's family, just like you guys. Yeah. We're all, we're all family at this point and enmeshed. And that's what I was talking about earlier. You know, we're kind of screwed if we make the decision to go. <laughs> no
0: doubt. <laughs> we'll, that would
1: we'll a Like we'll, we'll be in detox before the sun goes down and we'll be <laughs> like, wait, wait what? what happened
0: you know <laughs> no doubt all right chad well without further ado let's dive on into the topic today this is travis's favorite part go ahead travis
2: absolutely tradition nine N.A.S. NA such i'll never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve tell us about it chad <laughs>
1: Thanks, Travis. <laughs> Again, I was hoping I could get away with just, you know, sharing a little bit about my story and yeah. uh, you guys come up with the ninth tradition. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Uh, <clears> okay. <throat> so, you know, we're certainly not organized. Um, <laughs> uh, chuckle, chuckle. We can all chuckle at that, but, yeah. um, And sometimes we probably need to be a little bit. Uh, I'll start with this. Uh, I have really funny stories about people I work with or that have worked for me that want to treat true business meetings with like our business, Um, (laughs) like an NA business meeting. Well, there's nobody govern. No, actually there is. That guy you see him, He, he signs our paychecks every two weeks. And he is, in fact, governing this yeah. meeting. So, um, but uh,
0: you're talking about your your personal business. They yeah. yeah I'm sorry. I like, apologize. Let me yeah. tighten that up.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Personal of our jobs, right? Like yeah, uh, working a job. They want to run
0: it like an NA yeah, business, right, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we don't govern in here. Yeah, actually, we do govern in here. Yeah. yeah so this is uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> this is
1: different. So, uh, that, but I have some funny stories on that. But uh God, we're going to get some hate mail uh, over the way I share about this. I, uh, Our concepts talk about putting people in positions that show leadership qualities. Right. Uh, that sounds kind of like a job description in some ways to me, you know? I mean, I've looked at a lot of resumes where leadership is on the list of things I'm good at, right. you know? Um, I think that through autonomy depending on geography depending on the type of group depending on demographics within that group um, I think all of those things are um, pieces of the puzzle we have to put together uh when we're considering you know service service positions um you know not not even just not even service the the actual services that we offer right i mean we talked about a moment ago h and i like you know I've In the early days, guys, I sat through a lot of meetings where we would do the square peg round hole. We'd have six damn people in an area meeting and try to have 12 committees. (laughs) And no God involvement, people yelling, all kinds of crazy stuff, and it made no sense. And as a lot of us have matured and progressed kind of in my area, and I think just Narcotics Anonymous in general, I think it's important that, you know, we 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 be very calm and we have calm feet and be very prayerful when it comes to how we um, how we provide service in our areas. It, that night, if they had let just anyone come into that treatment center and talk to us, it really wouldn't have been good, you know. Right. Do do we need an H and I committee when it's a small new area and the chairperson? has 11 months clean and everybody else has whatever it may be, but we probably need to pull on some other groups, right? Some other areas, yeah. ask some longer term members to come in and, and do that stuff with us. No doubt. You know, generally speaking, uh, great love and um, tough times are kind of what we live on in this thing and what motivates us right like that's the rules we live by i've tried to explain this stuff to non-recovering people and they're like but nobody really runs it no nobody really will so how has it went on forever oh well you know through prayer and inviting a loving god in to help us make decisions on things and and it blows their mind you know these are people that just left church you know what do you mean like you know yeah do y'all not do that well no we have deacon we vote you know we which we do in here too we do in narcotics anonymous too um, but, uh, so I think, yeah, look, if you, if you look all the way back, uh, even before Narcotics Anonymous, um, you know, all the way back in AA, they, they talk, they talk heavily about that all throughout their literature, how we don't allow, um, any one person or any one group to govern us at any time and that we're led by a group conscience um and love and service so uh even your influential
0: members like your bill w's and your jimmy k's and you know um on up through the there's a there's a handful of people that you could mention in that but you know even even they were smart enough to realize is that um i've got to i've got to allow the whole group to participate in this and not re- kind of run the show even though it may have appeared that that was the case and very well might have been in the first 9 years or so but i know after after the fellowship kind of dissipated and it was down to jimmy k and one other person when the other member i can't remember his name but turned in his keys um yeah to go to work yeah had they not had they tried to go and and rule and, and and be organized i don't think we'd be where we were at today so i think the evidence that they didn't do that is all around us today you know because we wouldn't be what we was if they were trying to indeed do that
2: If you think back to when you was a newcomer, you know, when you went to your first business meeting, he's like, Oh, okay. This guy here is the one that's, he's the big cat. He's the one that runs things around here. And it's, it's not that way. You know, our perception is kind of skewed, you know, when we first get here and we start to learn this stuff and my voice is just as big as the next person's.
1: Well, there's another piece of this too. It's incredibly dangerous, you know, I've been in smaller towns and went to meet in smaller towns where kind of the dude with the longest clean time was seen to the, you know, stakeholders of the community as the president of NA because they didn't know any better. Well, what yeah. happens when the president of NA is wearing one of your, you know, out of the darkness shirts and walk into a crack house and, you know, get in their vehicle <laughs> and kill six people. Yeah. No doubt. Know? And, you know, so so that that's a piece of it too. Um, yeah. You know, our, our – the American government has tried to do some things to pass with term limits and stuff. Um, the problem is there's a lot of other issues as it pertains to that. I do, however, think in any service structure, that's very important. Um, I think that uh, we had a convention, we started a convention. There was a few us started a convention in Mississippi a few years ago, okay? And we were all on the committee for like the first four or five years and it became very apparent that we needed to get off the committee, not because we weren't doing a great job because we were, we were stopping other folks from being blessed with that opportunity to get their hands dirty, to get their head busted, to make mistakes, to do all the stuff that happens when we get involved with service. So, you know, a lot of us backed out of it. Are the positive Now, I just got to go feed back into being the chair, <laughs> again, because everybody kind of disappeared. But, you know, a lot of us took a three- or four-year hiatus and let some other people take the bull by the horns. And and guess what? It was the craziest thing, guys. It worked. And they had a convention. And they didn't mess it up. They did a really good job. As a matter of fact, I'd argue they did a much better job than I ever did. And But if you would have heard me tell it, all those years of, no, nah, we need to stay on the committee, right? It's that, going back to the similarities and differences, I'm a little bit better than, a little bit more than you probably about this. Well, that, in fact, is not true. <laughs> um, you know, so no I doubt. think that's important. So let's,
0: um, because based on your personal experience, you know, and I'm I'm not asking you to go into a lot of detail about, you know, what you've done as far as your career outside of na but which what that has given you is you understand what an organization is and uh what is the difference between an organization and what we call what we're talking about here in in na uh when they because let's break it down in the simplest form basically we don't want to get it confused that like our committees and things we have policies and procedures and you know it's organized but what it's really talking about is we're not like an organization with leaders, and you would just want to touch on like the differences. Yeah, I'll be now. glad
1: to. Biggest yeah. difference is ego. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> I, I've, it's certainly not intelligence. I, I have I have sat in a lot of rooms uh, with uh, private equity groups, venture capital groups. Uh, let's call them very important meetings about what were perceived as very important things and uh, uh, I can absolutely tell you that uh, it, intelligence was not the biggest difference. give give me a give me a bunch of na cats in that room any day. ego was though um, you know uh, there's a lot to navigate there. I will tell you guys this cool story'll um, be careful how I, uh, a few years ago, I was uh, in a meeting uh, about – and there were some negotiations going on about the purchase of a company. And um, I remember afterwards one of the people from the other side came up to me and asked a uh, specific question about – About something, and I made the comment. Well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'll let me pray on that. Let me pray about that. And I remember that person saying, "I think that's incredible. I don't think I've ever had anybody in this setting say that." Um, and I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: He'd never met
0: anybody could, as smart. If you could
1: pray quickly over the next two to three days, that would be wonderful. <laughs> but but I don't know. That was just a funny little blurb there. But you know what? Uh I, I won't bore you with this. It it set the foundation for something really cool. And uh, I remember a few weeks later uh someone asking me about my religious beliefs, and I was like, No, that didn't come from that. That came from Narcotics Anonymous. And um <laughs> That really freaked them out.
0: Oh, um, I bet.
1: Okay. Well, that's, you know, I can see him over there Googling narcotics and not wait. What's, is he a, what, is he a narc? Is there, what, what do we got going <laughs> on uh, I'll tell you that I, I was 23 when I got clean. Uh, sitting through business meetings did teach me how to lean in to awkwardness of some yes. of the meetings I have been in. Uh, you know, listen, if you can deal with, you know, if you can deal with a dude, dude with with neck tattoos yelling at you and walking outside like he's about to go get his gun and shoot you, you can deal with a private equity group wanting to do a due diligence. You know, it's <laughs> that big of a deal. You know. So.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, do you find do you find that like even like we're talking about the tr- tradition nine, but just the traditions in general, and like. I know in various ways, it's kind of different in what you do for a living, but uh, I guess there's ways just like the story you just told, but I guess there's ways that you can see the principles that you've learned from our traditions that's helped you and in, in your business uh, ventures too. I I would imagine.
1: Yes. Um uh Yes, they have, Mason. They have also um, helped me understand the real differences, okay? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, um, s- s- sometimes you can get away with practicing the traditions in a business setting, and so- sometimes it's so black and white and objective that you can't. Right. Um uh, but generally speaking, I don't think it's as much about Tradition 1 through 12 as it is the spiritual principles exactly. behind them um, that's involved with them um, and really the toleration that you develop for certain things, right? I mean, listen, guys, thank God for the traditions, right? What's the saying? The steps prevent us from suicide and the traditions prevent us from homicide. right? <laughs> right. It's So, you know, I think it's more about, The principles involved than it is the specifics of a certain tradition if that makes sense primarily the 12th tradition right yeah being able to remove myself being able to compromise come to some compromises um and uh kind of be equal to and remove ego when need be exactly
0: exactly well buddy uh we are sure appreciated you coming on here man time flies when you're having fun
1: i'm so, glad you guys didn't talk a lot about the traditions
0: <laughs> hey you know what's funny is me and travis were talking about this on the way down if you look at tradition nine in your basic text it's actually the um shortest the shortest um yeah written tradition that we have there's actually what maybe two or three paragraphs tops so um yeah, and the biggest thing is, like, we just don't – if I want to touch on anything, is that, yes, we are organized in a certain way. Like, we have policies and procedures and things like that. We're just not an organization where there's a committee or there's a one individual that is the president or the overseer or the decision makers, you know. Um,
1: just keep it simple. It's simple. That's yeah. it yeah well we pray about everything right like yeah. we, we we're we we're guided by well, something greater right oh yeah exactly sometimes <laughs> listen I'm, I'm telling you i've been in some business meetings where we left is like there, there was anybody gonna mention the praying thing
2: maybe we should do that
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: yeah yeah we ain't perfect no no but
0: that's why it says it uh Protects us from the internal and external forces that could destroy us if we apply them.
1: Could you imagine yeah. if we allowed people to make donations to Narcotics Anonymous? Woo! I mean, could you imagine? I mean, we we, we would, we, you know, we have we'd piles have. of money, but we we'd be distorted as hell. You know, oh. yeah. Maybe drinking a done? little bit yeah. on the weekends because the guy who made the biggest donation said, you know, well, that should work. That'll be fine.
0: Yeah. We'd be endorsing their, their business or whatever. Yeah. You know, it'd, be, it'd just be crazy. It'd be crazy. We can't handle our own money for problem. the most part. You know, we have a hard enough time handling what we do got much less if <laughs> outside entities started giving us money, we wouldn't know what to do. We'd have to have business meetings every day.
1: know. Yeah. Well, I want to say this to both of you guys, you know what I think of both of you. Um, and, uh, y'all keep doing this. Um, keep doing it. I don't care who you thinks listening. I don't care who you thinks not listening. Keep doing it. Keep moving forward with it because it is picking up tr- and it's good. I mean, listen. I look forward to a cup of coffee on Sunday mornings now more than ever. Uh, I don't. Even, hey, I don't even watch pregame football anymore on Sunday mornings because I'm listening to your stuff. That's what. So, up. so seriously. I'm proud of you both, and are, and please keep doing it. I promise you, it's gonna. Um, I mean, just imagine all the people you're helping and touching with this stuff. You know, um,
2: hey, we need to get World
1: Service involved. You know, hey, I'll be your agent. We can we'll get World Service involved. You know, we can do some outside <laughs> issue stuff. We, Here we go. get yeah. you guys a table set up at World Service. You know, yeah,
0: yeah, that's what and we're gonna what really mess with. Autographs.
2: Yeah,
1: that's right. Sign autographs. <laughs> you guys can be the president and vice president of Narcotics Anonymous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's bad enough. I've got the nickname that I've got. So, oh, Mayor Mason, what is
1: it? What's your nickname?
0: Uh, the they call me the mayor here.
1: Oh, which, the mayor,
2: yeah, which is not, uh, that'd be a little shout out to Chase. on will go ahead and Yeah, and He does that. He's the one that's, He does that.
1: Well, you know, Chase has got a lot of problems. Yeah, but, uh, he does. <laughs> we love Chase. Chuckle, we chuckle. Love him. That's a joke. We love him. Hey. You know what, man? Shake, hey, shake the haters off, Mason, and um, and keep doing what you're doing, brother. I will. We love you, brother. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I hope I didn't bore you, and I I hope that
0: no, someone
1: gets something out of it.
0: No, you've done a fantastic job. Thank you, brother. We will right, be I back next week.
1: Thank you
2: for joining us on our Living Clean podcast. This is another platform that we can share our message of recovery, which is an addict, any addict, can stop using drugs, lose the desire to use, and find a new way to live. Join that no matter what club. You can contact us through text. The number is 931-306-9364.